Yo, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the CDK and Horatio podcast. We getting to it, man. What's going on with you, Horatio? Hey, man. I am. I feel great. How are you? How are you? Man, amazing. Getting to the holiday spirit. Haven't bought no gifts yet, you know. I might be the bad <laughs> gift giver this year as we start <laughs> with the gift cards, man. I might be, I might be that guy this year because it's really just not giving. I haven't asked for anything though, also. So true. Yeah. I kind of as I get as I get older, I don't want nothing, bro. I yo, my dad used to make this joke every time we would ask him what he want for Christmas. He would say world peace. And as I get older, I'm starting to understand that, man, because I don't have nothing. Yo. I mean, we talked about that. I think we talked about that before. Just like, you know, Christmas is, is, is for the kids. It's for, you know, it's for the kids. It's for the, it's for the women, you know what I'm saying? It's for the, you know, I don't really, I don't really, I think you kind of look crazy making a Christmas list and, and really demanding stuff on a Christmas list. <laughs> demanding. In your, in your early 20s. <laughs> and you get mad. Yo, if you get mad that somebody didn't get you something for Christmas, yo, come on, man. Get yourself to, what's your credit score, bro? Get yourself together, man. Go out there and get it your damn self. But, um, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the spirit too. Have we ever talked about people being that 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 take events and holidays just too serious, bruh? Like, especially birthdays. Like, there's no mm-hmm. way you are 27, 30, 35, <laughs> mad and and breaking up friendships over people missing your birthday dinner, people missing your birthday uh text, phone calls. Like, bro, people have lives, kids, bills. Nobody gives a fuck about your birthday for real. <laughs> Yo, as you said, that's something like as you get older, you really start to be like, you know what? We talked about this last week, priorities. Like, what's really important for me to really, like, care about? Like, is, is you know, can I, is them having three kids and, and a whole family and a whole job, is that more important than my birthday? You know? But, yeah. But, yeah. Um, I'm going to start, I'm going to start early, man. Because you niggas tried to do this during COVID. And we let it slide because we had to wear a mask. We had to cover up. In Philly, they have decided to do a ski mask ban. <laughs> that in public places and I'm for it I know you don't like that because you don't like you don't like dress codes and you don't like you feel like it's racially charged damn right it's racially charged you niggas need to stop coming in the gas station uh, <laughs> straight mobbed up first of all before COVID nobody was really rocking ski masks like that it was specifically for robbers for you know what I'm saying like in, in that vein of like you might do some type of crime so I don't want to hear the whole oh they're racially profiling bro you don't need to wear a ski mask, yo. There's honestly, bro, it's not that cold. And if it is that cold, get a scarf, get something else. Like it's it's strictly for fashion. And what you think about the ski mask ban? Because I'm tired of saying it. What you think? Actually, I'm with this one. Uh, this one. You, usually, I'm against, like I said, the whole dress code thing. But I'm with this one because the Seisty mask movement, Pooh Seisty, I think is the one that really, really, really kicked this off. People been wearing ski masks, but he the one that made it like, you know, a fashion trend. And I think it looks stupid. And the, the energy that it brings and people will really be on some stuff like hiding folks, like hiding from their ops. And some people might just like the fashion trend, but a lot of folks will really just be on demon time with the mask on. You feel me? So, cause I mean, all you can see is somebody's eyes. So I honestly right. do trust. I, I, I believe in the, the band, honestly. And I low key want other cities to adopt it. Yeah. Because it does kind of, it turns into your personality trait after a while. Like if you really, you know what I'm saying? are really in the culture and you really like, it does become like, yo, I'm, I'm, I feel, I don't want to say feel dangerous, but I feel like, you know what I'm saying, can't nobody see, I can, people can only see my eyes, so I really can get away with some shit. So shout out to Philly, man. Yo, you know how bad the ski masks have to be, like, f- for them to make a law about it, as far as, like, you know, post-1980, because ski masks is kind of old school, but like I said, for post-COVID, they brought it back. But shout out to Philly for the ski mask ban. I think that's something that we both can can agree on. What you got? 
You remember when our generation uh, had the banning of the 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 um Jeezy T-shirt, the Snowman T-shirts? Yep. What else did we? What else did they ban? They banned. So boom, color banging. So this is this is similar to color banging. So before we couldn't wear like plain red T-shirts, plain blue T-shirts, no bandanas at all. Like and mm -hmm. that kind of just honestly, truly, do you think that that helped our generation, or you think that was just something that was like stupid and nitpicky? I think it helped because I don't think that. A lot of well, obviously we're not in like uh, you know like California or something like that. But I don't think a lot like the color thing is that big of a deal now. I, I, it's more like they really focus on hats and stuff like that a lot more now with the game. But I think it actually kind of helped because I mean you don't really see people color banging like that no more as far as like OD how it was. So I think it probably helped. But it is a little we talked we talked about this before. It is a little bit of racially charged. You know what I'm saying when you say you can't wear do rags and stuff in an establishment, we know that means. All right, nigga, come on, man. We don't want y'all niggas in here smelling like weed and doing the whole thing, but I think it kind of helps. Like, this ski mask thing might help. It might, like, I don't think it might help crime-wise, but it'll definitely help the look. I was looking at an old picture, man. We will clean out my grandmother's house. Bro, black people used to dress so debonair, bro. Like, it was a thing, man. I'm, I'm looking at old, for real, y'all. I'm looking at old pictures. These niggas was in suits and, like, the, the 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 girls were like and like nice dressed and stuff, man. Like I'm not saying we have to bring that back, but we definitely need to take more, I don't know, accountability and more, you know what I'm saying, respect for our parents. I I guess uh, no, no no I'm with that too though. Like I like the as I get older, you know, I'll start shopping at uh Express and stuff like that, where the college <laughs> shirts, you be wearing a lot of those, you know what I'm saying? I so do. getting out the streetwear. <laughs> All right, move it up, move it up. Um, okay, boom. So being in, that you you are in a relationship or and, and I have doing whatever the fuck I'm doing, and mm -hmm. I've learned that women like to take you on dates. Like, so say your girl's treating you out, right? Mm -hmm. Most of the time, they'll either give you a gift or take you on a date that's something that they either want or they want to do. Like one time, oh, yeah. I had went to the spa, right? And we did this thing where we like like uh floated in uh, floated in the tub or something like that. I don't know what it mm -hmm. was. It was really relaxing. I appreciated it. However, this is somewhere I had looked. I had uh, seen her like her TikToks. We got like this little thing where we just sitting, uh TikToks back and forth and whatnot. She been looking at that. She wanted me to take her there for real, for real. I guess I was taking too long, so she wanted to go. It was like, oh, you've been on the road so long. You you you've been stressing and whatnot. I think this is gonna be good for you. And it really is something that she wanted to do. So she 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 made up for that by by saying I'm gonna take you out. But it's really she wanted to do it. She didn't want to do it by herself for real, for real. Yo, women first. Women don't have any game. First of all, because they're not used to having to, for real, they're not used to having to be the ones that go out there and, you know, court you. Second of all, I saw that on your story and I said, this does not seem like something that you would do. But I was like, I was going to text you like, yo, because, you know, I, I love those because, you know, I yeah. meditate. I do that whole thing. I was like, yo, I know you. I know this is not your choice. So when you saying that just now, maybe be like, OK, that was your girl's choice. But yeah, women don't have any game, bro. They're so used to being the ones being courted or the ones being, you know, being the ones that being out having guys make the whole date or plan the whole thing, treat them like a princess, if you will. So the stuff really do be whack. Women really don't can't. I mean, even if you look at, hey, this is me spoiling my man, it'd be Nike dress suits and just cooking dinner. It'd be, it'd be whack stuff because we don't need a lot. We really don't need a lot. A lot of that stuff that is romantic, like that wasn't romantic for you. You could have took some head in Hulu. You know what I'm saying? You would have been so much better. You would have been like, yo, <laughs> This girl is amazing, but they want you to love them how, how like, they want to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, they want to be romanticized in that way. And that's cool because we can appreciate that. We can, you know, and sometimes we don't realize the value in that. 
the value of that thing that you just did or the value of me going to get my nails done or something, something small that I wouldn't do that they would do, but they would treat it like I wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> the true shit is that women really don't have no game like that. So you got to be, as a man, you got to be like, oh yeah, I wanted to go to the pod thing. I wanted to go hit, you know, hitchback ride or whatever, whatever shit that they want to do. It's like, you got to, as I mean, but that's part of being a man too, though. It's like accepting that, like, uh, she don't really get what I like and she's not really ever really going to get what I like. Cause what I like is so simple. It's super simple to her and she couldn't even understand why I would enjoy it. Is it weird? Okay. So boom. So it's certain things that I would rather do by myself. Like uh-huh. wrestling, like I have certain things that I like band stuff. I wouldn't uh-huh. want somebody to take me on a date there, even though that's my interest, just because right. I know you don't really like that for real. And I don't want to not necessarily water down the experience, but I don't want to like a nerd for real, for real. Or, or uh, well, like yeah, you mark. can't control. You can't control what, what she want to do for you. Like if she want to take you to a W, you can't be like, no, nah, I don't want you to come because I'm about to really fan out. You really got, you know what I'm saying? But that's a, that's a God thing. It's like. A lot of that stuff is we like to do it alone. We like to be alone and do it. So I definitely can 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 see what she's saying there. But as a guy, you kind of have to like take it on the chin as far as like your girl is really really not going to really enjoy the stuff that you do enjoy the way that you do it. Especially like you said, because you're gonna fan out in front of her. You're gonna you know you're gonna look like a groupie. See the case screaming over this man oiled up walking past him. <laughs> He's screaming like a seven year old. She like, this the nigga I'm with? All right, let me see. All right, I didn't know you was like that, like that. All right, let's move on. And this is real quick. Shout out to Young Thug's lawyer. <laughs> Have you seen that video of him? Yo, this man needs to be paid extra. Yo, he is in the courtroom saying, pushing P is pushing positivity. I'm like, yo, this white man took the time out to go through his lyrics and to... uh you know, switch some stuff. Up. I just thought that was so cool, man. Shout out to shout out to Young Thug's lawyer, who has to like, you know, finesse and has to like, you know, change around just because people are so. But yeah, I, I just been <laughs> I've been deep diving into like that case just because I've, I've been seeing a lot of clips. What you think about that? Nah, um, man. That case and everything. I'm on the other side of the fence, man. There's no way that he thinks the jury is gonna really sit there and be like, you know what? I think that that does mean. Uh, what is it? Thanks They're for the go God. for it, bro. They Bro, go, I'm, I'm, one, one, all you need is one old white man who's like, you know what? He 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 used thug as an acronym for something like something under God, trusted. So you're like, what? What the? Like, bro, nah, bro. All it takes is one. I don't, all I don't think. And then the fact that thug is a, is a, is a is an old slang term too, like gangster. It's kind of up there with that. Old people know mm-hmm. what that means. But I did see that somebody just recently got thrown out the case or one of the jury, I guess, because you're not supposed to know anything about. Like, for R. Kelly, it took them a long time to find people for the jury because so many people heard about surviving R. Kelly. You can't have any previous bias to the case before um, entering. So they, that's mm-hmm. where they have a lot of old people that don't know anything about Young Thug or anything about hip-hop or don't even care for real. So, right. I mean, I guess they may actually help in his case, like you said. But some of the stuff I've been watching, like, yesterday about his case, I saw they were talking about um, – he was reading lyrics talking about bodies on bodies. And he was talking about, is he talking about bodies that he dropped when he was a football star? Or is he talking about bodies that he's caught when having sex with women? Like, bro, come on, bro. I love that, though, man. Like, I love the fact that, like, that's how 
shaky the the justice the justice system is that you can just like what is it is it that was it, is it really bodies when he was dancing it's like it's like it's so it's so cool that you can and that's all you need all you need so shout out to young thug man all right all right um and this this really goes out this next one goes out to all my content creators in the content creator space yo don't give up man because i saw a video of a, a live streamer in london he sold out a theater doing a live stream, doing a live stream, like how we're, you know what I'm saying, like on a computer, he's sitting in front of a screen in his regular clothes on a stage and people are watching him. Now I'm reading the comments of people saying, oh, you know, the word is so messed up. How could like saying that, that the people in the audience are like, you know what I'm saying, uh, robots or like, you know what I'm saying, like corny for, for, for being there, for watching him do a live stream. I'm like, this is what people do all the time. So the smallest thing that you don't think that people would show up for or for care for it people do and people when you create that um chemistry with people people show up so shout out to the his name was Asho Speed in London showed out a theater sitting on the stage doing a live stream it was a live live stream so shout out to the content creators who think that it's oversaturated or you know what I'm saying like no there is a market for it people will show up people will buy tickets to watch you talk to to other people on stage, uh, what you think about that as far as content creators um, kind of putting themselves in a box when there's so many, it's, it's a vast world of things that you can do and that people will show up for? I do think it is over, over um, saturated, but if you can add value, and value doesn't always mean you have to be preaching to somebody and or giving financial literacy advice or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Adding value to, to, to uh, Asho Speed and like costing that is like kids, which is entertainment is value too to them. You know right. what I'm saying? So or, or artist interviews, you're, you're providing information about the artists that we didn't know. Whatever you find to make your niche and to make your platform different is what can make it, uh, what can make you stand out. Just the smallest little things, you know what I'm saying? So I think that that's very important to do. Um, and also, like I said, being consistent. Them streamers be on streaming and live for like 12, 16 hours sometimes, like a day. Like, every right. single day. 24 hours. Like, you know, they be doing crazy things. And then, of course, like, they be getting backlash. But at the same time, people like him, Aiden Ross, Costanet, like I said before, uh, Duke Dennis have been giving their all for a long time to get where they are. So I think it's very important to be consistent first um, right. to be able to pick that up. Yeah. I, and I like how you said added value. And added value, and I, I never heard that before, added value does not have to be necessarily what we think added value is. Or, like, something positive or something like that. Like, if they are streaming for hours and days, that's a part of people's lives. Like you're really providing entertainment for people as they go through their days and stuff like that. And so that's valuable. So look at what you do as valuable or look and see how it is valuable rather than trying to fit it in a mode of, you know, financial literacy value or entertainment value or, or, or whatever. It's like, it's, it is valuable if people really like really see value in it. Um, what you got? I want to go, back to what we was talking about. You said how people used to dress so nicely, but I want to talk about a few fashion trends that I'm just looking back at, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, like who who came up with that, and why was that popping for so long, bro? Like, mm -hmm. the first one, Capri's, bro. <laughs> I was looking at the funny face the other day, and I'm like, bro, Capri's, Corduroy's, no, those are two fashion trends that I'm just like, bro, I just don't see how this was ever a thing. Like, this is this was ever really, like, Trendy for real. What what's some fashion trends that you feel like should have never be should have never been a thing ever in life? And the fact that they were is just disgusting. 
I got one, and this always comes up in my mind. Remember around like 2008, 2010, these dudes was going to the club in business casual. When I tell you they was going in like a tux, bro, put up the pictures of the of the, of the people in the club in 2007 with the uh with a with a like a it was like y'all were going to an interview. I'm like, what is going on? So I never got that, and that was right after the big and tall. The jersey, throwback jerseys. It was like, how did y'all go from that? Somebody older, tell us how y'all went from the throwback jerseys and stuff. Big t-shirts, do-rags, strings out, to the business casual cardigan. The cardigan era was crazy. Oh, the cardigan era was crazy. The cardigan crazy. era was crazy. <laughs> and it only lasted for like two or three years. So somebody tell us that because we weren't outside. We weren't, you know, we was outside, but we weren't outside like that, you know. I don't I get that. I don't get that era. For us, I think the dumbest thing we did was the Sperry's with the elite socks and the cargo shorts. <laughs> that was <laughs> with an Air Apostle shirt. That was a terrible combination. Then either the rosary and or the shell necklace was what you had to, uh, for your accessories. That was the ugliest and dumbest trend. I don't know where that came from and how we put that together, but that, that shit was nasty, bro. That was nasty work. <laughs> Man, shout out to the shell necklace, boy. Horatio used to rock a shell necklace, boy. But, but you know what's crazy? You know how we talk about, we've been talking about for the past couple weeks, um, about like, you know, people from the suburbs or whatever, like, you know, romanticizing like hood culture. But for a while, we were really into like this kind of like country club kind of style. Like you said, like the Sperry's, the, 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 you know, the polo, something like that. Like that was a thing. So where did that, like, where did that change? It's like, it's so crazy how fashion works because that means that now people are rocking something that we're going to clown in the next 10 years. But it's like, it's hard to see it when you're in it. So shout out to the people who've been in, who've been older. And that's the blessing about getting older. You can go through different, these different fashion choices and look back on like, wow, that was crazy. Or wow, that was hard. So shout out to the people who've been going through and changing. But the business casual, I'm sorry, the business casual, that was crazy. That shit was not crazy. Crazy. All right. Okay. This is my better days to come. We can, we can go ahead and wrap it up. Um, Traditional is not for everybody. Um, I saw this story about um, Shirley Ralph. Y'all know Shirley Ralph. She was the mom of Moesha. She's on Abbott Elementary. She, her and her husband have been married for 15 years, and they just decided to move in together <laughs> after 15 years. She was living in L.A. He was living in Philly. And that just shows that, man, first of all, keep everybody out your business, one, um, because everybody's going to have an opinion on what you do. But traditional is not for everybody, man. Like, they obviously have been able to make it work for 15 years living in two separate on two separate coasts, you know what I'm saying? So the fact that, you know, what we're pushed and what we're, you know what I'm saying, told is, is, a, is, is, is a successful marriage or relationship or successful anything is not the case. What works best for you works best for you. And um, I definitely want to get that piece in about, like, stop telling people your business because a lot of times you can, like, imagine if, if you were, if a girl was to tell her girlfriend that, that situation, she might, her friends might be negative and say, oh, well, he's cheating on you or, you know, you might have to look out of this or whatever. But a lot of that stuff, people are not in your relationship. So traditional uh, is not for everybody. Do what works best for you. And there is no blueprint that you have to follow that is success. And I think that the more that you try to do that, the more separation or distance that actually creates. Like you actually trying to, trying to put yourself in a mold to try to, you know, live your life a certain way based on what you were told creates more separation on what you really like and because that works best for them. Um, but yeah, shout out to Shirley Ralph and the whole thing. I just, I just thought that was great. Traditional ain't for everyone. 
I'm gonna actually do a spin off that. Uh, don't tell everybody your your vision. Sharing sharing your vision with everybody um can can deter you not only just from like friendships, relationships, whatever the case may be, just because they don't understand how you see it. Of course, because it's your vision and what your plans are for it. That can also come, sometimes deter you from doing what you plan on doing to begin with, especially if this person is close to you, means a lot to you, and you trust them or you trust their judgment, respect their judgment. It can deter you from what your original plan was, and that can either either prolong your process or it can get to the point where you don't even do the process anymore. You 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 switch away from your goal, your passion, and your purpose. Um, so also telling people your vision is something that you should be very careful about. Um, and wait till everything's done. Before just go ahead and putting it out there, you feel me? So I've, I've learned that a lot yeah, while, while I was younger. So I, I appreciate that. Now that I'm an adult, I understand that you don't release it until it's done. So yeah, and piggybacking off of that, the reason why is that's not good because all those things are not the actual getting the thing done. It's a good quote. It's a good poem that I love about um, what is doing the thing. Like talking about doing the thing isn't doing the thing. Um, reading about doing the thing isn't doing the thing. Like the only thing that's doing the thing is doing the things. But I'm telling you, it does feel good to talk about yourself in that light when you have something coming up, but that's not doing the thing. It, it, it's, it's, not, it's not the thing that's going to make it actually happen. And the adoration that you want from that will be so much grander when people see the thing that you did rather than you telling them. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Absolutely guys. Well, you can always follow the podcast at CDK and Horatio. You can follow me on all social media at Horatio radio. Follow me at CDK on the mic, man. Pie, we getting there, man. Let's go ahead and keep running it up with them followers, man. Call them up, comment on the page. We got, uh, we definitely appreciate the comments. We respond to pretty much everything for real, for real. So let's tap in. Definitely, definitely. We appreciate you guys. See you next week.